Hello and welcome to Nigerian History of Rokeep. This podcast and YouTube channel is dedicated to sharing the stories and exploring the fascinating history of Nigeria. Nigeria has a rich ancient history that spans millennia. I cover it all from its ancient empires to its people and its eras. So join me on this journey as we explore the history of Nigeria. Please follow and subscribe wherever you get me from for more content. A fun fact about Sarah Forbes Bonetta is that she was actually the goddaughter of Queen Victoria, the Queen of England at the time. And she's going and Sarah Forbes Bonetta is actually going to be the topic of today's episode. Sarah Forbes Bonetta, originally named Aina or Ina, was born in 1843 in Oke Odon a village located in Igbado region of Yoruba land in West Africa. During this period, the Yoruba were part of the Oyo Empire, an empire in Nigeria, and it was a powerful and influential kingdom in the location in what is now known as Southwestern Nigeria. Oke Odon was situated in the Igbado region, which was primarily inhabited by the Igbado people. The Igbado were a subgroup of the Yoruba people. They are known for their agricultural practices, including the cultivation of crops such as yam, maize, and palm oil. At the time of Sarah's birth, the oil empire was experiencing internal conflicts with territorial disputes. The collapse of the empire resulted in fragmentation of Yoruba land into smaller political entities, including Oke Odan, which became independent from the Oyo Empire. Sarah's birthplace, Oke Odan, was a rural village characterized by close-knit communities and a strong sense of cultural heritage. The, king, the, the kingdom of the Oyo Empire and the village was likely stepped, steeped into Yoruba traditions, customs, and beliefs with an emphasis on the importance of family, community, and spirituality. Sarah Ford's Bonetta was just five years old when tragedy stuck her village. The peaceful existence of her Yoruba community was shattered when they fell victim to a brutal attack by Dahomean warriors. These warriors, known for their aggressive raids and slave trading activities, invaded Sarah's village, leaving destruction and sorrow in their wake. In the 19th century, the kingdom of Dahomey, located in what is now known as present-day Benin, was under the subjugation of the Oyo Empire. However, tensions between Dahomey and Oyo began to escalate in the early 1800s, and in 1823, Gezo, the new king of Dahomey, refused to pay annual tributes to Oyo, leading a war between the two kingdoms. The Oyo Empire, already weakened by internal conflicts and influence of the Islamic Jihad launched by the Sokoto Caliphate, found itself in a precarious position. The Jihads posed a significant challenge to the stability and ter territorial integrity of the empire, causing it to weaken and disintegrate by the 1800s. As a result, Yoruba land became fragmented into smaller states. Exploiting the vulnerabilities of the oil empire, Dahomey seized the opportunity to expand its influence eastward into the Igbado territory, which had been part of oil's domain. This expansion including, 
capturing e-battle slaves in the process and creating a re an already devastating impact to the transatlantic slave trade on the region. It was during this period of territorial expansion and conflict that Sarah Forbes Bonetta's village, Oke Odon, fell victim to the invading of the Homian warriors. The attack on her village resulted in her capture and enslavement at a very young age. In, nine, in 1848, the village of Oke Odon, where Sarah Forbes Bonetta was born, suffered a devastating invasion by the Dahomey army. During this attack, she lost her parents, who tragically lost their lives, and many more residents of the village either perished or captured and, slow and, and sold into the transatlantic slave trade. She herself, just a young child at the time, became a slave in the court of King Gezo of Dahomey. Dahomey, located in present-day Benin, was a powerful West African kingdom that had become heavily involved in the transatlantic slave trade. The kingdom's prosperity and power were deeply intertwined with the profits derived from the exportation of enslaved individuals. This lucrative trade had established Dahomey as a major player in the regional economy, with vast wealth and influence at its disposal. Even after the British abolition of slavery, which came into effect in 1807, Dahomey resisted attempts by the British to curtail its involvement in the slave trade. King Gezo, in particular, was steadfast in the determination to protect the kingdom's economic interests. In response to British pressure, he defiantly declared, as quoted by biographer and historian Martin Meredith, that the slave trade was the ruling principle of his people and the source of their glory and wealth. King Gezo emphasized the cultural significance of the slave trade, with songs celebrating the kingdom's victories and even lulling children to sleep with tales of triumph over enemies who were reduced to slavery. In July 1850, Captain Frederick E. Forbes embarked on a British diplomatic mission to West Africa with the goal of negotiating an end to Dahomey's participation in the Atlantic slave trade. Upon his arrival, Captain Forbes engaged in discussions with, the, with King Gezo of Dahomey, seeking to persuade him to seize the kingdom's involvement in the inhumane trade. During their interactions, the customary exchange of gifts took place between Captain Forbes and King Gezo. In accordance with this tradition, King Gezo presented Forbes with various items, including a footstool, rich country cloth, a keg of rum, ten heads of carry shells, and many more. However, among these gifts, there was a special and remarkable offering, and that was Aina had been slayed by King Gezo for approximately two years. Captain Forbes recognized the significance and potential implications of this gesture and saw an opportunity to intervene and provide a better life for her. Although her exact ancestry remained unknown, Forbes speculated that Aina likely came from a high-status background, as she had not been sold to European slave traders. This, this, this assessment was based on the prevailing practice of reserving individuals of noble birth for special purposes, such as sacrifices on the tombs of, the, of deceased nobility. 
In his journal, Captain Forbes described Aina as an interesting girl and acknowledged the dreadful circumstances under which she had been captured during a slave hunt. He recognized the inherent value and potential in Aina, which motivated him to accept the gift and, inter and intervene on her, on her behalf. The pivotal moment marked a turning point in Aina's life as she was now under protection and care of Captain Forbes. He saw in her, in her the opportunity to make a difference and potentially offer a different future, one that would lead her away from the shackles of slavery and into a life of freedom and possibility. Recognizing the dire circumstances that Aina faced in Dahomey, Captain Frederick E. Forbes acutely was acutely aware of the potential for her to meet a tragic fate. In his journal, he expressed his grave realization that refusing Aina as a gift would likely result in her immediate execution. As he wrote, refusing her would have been to sign her a death warrant, which would probably have been carried into execution forthwith. With this understanding of the perilous situation Aina was in, Captain Forbes made the tasteful decision, and he accepted Aina on behalf of Queen Victoria and she was thereby securing her rescue from a life of enslavement and potential demise. With his mission accomplished, Captain Forbes, Captain Forbes embarked on a journey back to Britain, carrying with him the young girl who had become known as Sarah Forbes Bonetta. After Captain Forbes rescued Aina and brought her to Britain, he named her Sarah Forbes Bonetta after himself and his ship, HMS Bonetta. Initially, Captain Forbes intended to raise Sarah himself. However, upon meeting her, Queen Victoria was captivated by her exceptional intelligence and was impressed by her remarkable qualities. And Queen Victoria took a personal interest in Sarah and decided to raise her as a goddaughter in the British middle class. Queen Victoria affectionately called Sarah Sally and ensured that she would receive the care and education befitting for a young princess. In 1851, when Sarah was 8 years old, she developed a chronic cough attributed to the climate in Great Britain. Concerned for her well-being, her guardians made the decision to send her to school in Africa. In May of that year, Sarah enrolled at the Annie Walsh Memorial School, AWMS in Freetown, Sierra Leone. The Annie Wash Memorial School, established in 1849 by the Church Missionary Society, provided education to young women and girls who relatives of the boys attending the Sarah Loin Grammar School. In the school register, Sarah's name appeared as Sally Bonetta, pupil number 24, and she was enrolled in June 1851. During her time at AWMS, Sarah received a quality education that would shape her future. In 1855, at the age of 12, Sarah returned to England. She was placed under the care of Reverend Frederick Skion and his wife, who resided in Palm Cottage on Canterbury Street in Gillingham. The house where she lived with her caretaker still stands today, serving as a reminder of her time in their care. Sarah's connection to Queen Victoria remained strong over the years. In January 1862, she was invited to attend the wedding of Queen Victoria's daughter, Prince Alice, Princess Alice. This invitation further emphasized the special bond between Sarah and the royal family, reflecting the deep affection and regard Queen Victoria held for her goddaughter. 
After leaving in England and enjoying a close relationship with Queen Victoria, Sarah Forbes Bonetta was commanded by the Queen to marry Captain James Pilsen Lapulo Davies. The wedding took place at St. Nicholas Church in Brighton, East Success, Sussex, in August 1862. Prior to the wedding, Sarah spent a period of time in Brighton, making preparations for the ceremony. During this period and afterward, the couple resided at 17 Clifton Hill in the Montaiplaya area in Brighton. Captain Davies, a wealthy Yoruba businessman, and Sarah returned to their native Africa following their wedding. They settled in Africa where they had three children together. Their children were Victoria Davies, born in 1863, Arthur Davies, born in 1871, and Stella Davies. Born in 1873. Sarah maintained a close relationship with Queen Victoria even after her marriage. In fact, she and Bishop Samuel Ajay Crother were the only Lagos indigenous people who lived there for whom the Royal Navy had standing orders to evacuate in the event of an uprising in Lagos or any form of danger, highlighting the continued importance and protection given to her by the British monarchy. And this was rare for a, a black person at the time. Sarah and Captain Davies named their first daughter Victoria Matilda Davies after Queen Victoria, who also served as their godmother. Victoria Matilda Davies later married Dr. John Randall, a successful Lagos doctor. She became the stepmother of Dr. Randall's son, J.K. Randall, who went on to become a prominent Nigerian businessman and socialite. Sarah's second daughter, Stella Davies, had a relationship with Herbert Malagay, the grandson of Bishop Samuel Ajayi Crother. They had a daughter named Sarah Abigail Idowu Malagay, who was named after her maternal grandmother, Sarah, and her paternal grandmother, Abigail. Notably, Sarah Abigail is a descendant of Sarah Forbes Bonetta and became known for her heroic efforts during the Ebola outbreak in Nigeria. Today, many of Sarah Forbes Bonetta's descendants reside in Britain and Sierra Leone and Nigeria, representing a lasting legacy of her remarkable life. Sarah Forbes Bonetta sadly died of tuberculosis on, 15, on the 15th of August in 1880 in the city of Funchal, the capital of Mandervi Island, a Portuguese island in the Atlantic Ocean. In her memory, her husband erected an over 8-foot granite ob obelisk-shaped monument at Ijon in western Lagos, where he had started a cocoa farm. The inscription reads, In memory of Princess Sarah Forbes Bonetta, wife of Han J.P.L. Davies, who departed this life at Madeira, August 15, 1880, aged 37. Her grave is number 206 in the British Cemetery of Funchal, near the Angelican Holy Trinity Church in Funchal, Madeira. A plaque commenting and a plaque signifying Forbes Bonetta was placed on Palm Cottage in 2016 as part of a television series, Black and British. A Forgotten History, a newly commissioned portrait of Forbes Bonetta by artist Hannah Uzer 
went on display at Osborne House on the Isle of Wight in October 2020 as part of an effort by um, English Heritage to recognize Black history in England.